What's up, emo geeks? Welcome back to another episode of Feedback Friday. This week with Jay from Action Rocket. Hey. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm the senior coder and interactive email specialist at Action Rocket, which basically means I spend all my time trying to find new stuff to make emails look cool. Yeah, when I started, the idea was that I would just learn how to code emails. And then I realized that there was so much cool stuff out there. And I kept badgering my managers to try new stuff that they were just like, okay, well, you just go away and sort it out. And then we'll pitch it to some clients. And if they like it, we'll do it. Uh, and that's what we did. This episode is sponsored by Netcore, not your old school transactional email platform. This is Email Reimagined. Welcome to Email Reinvented with the only email delivery platform that leverages AI to power deliverability and increased customer engagement. Schedule a demo with the link below. I feel like the BBC page on our website on really good emails has become like the go-to spot for interactive email showcase, honestly. Um, so I'm really impressed with what you guys have done for them. So tell us a little bit about this email. BBC obviously have great assets when they come to do things like this because they've been working with David Attenborough, who obviously creates all the nature emails. They always have amazing assets and pictures, which is why they kind of come to us and they say, we've got all these amazing pictures and these cool ideas. And in this instance, we had the five episodes and they were like, how can we put all, as much of this uh, information in an email to get people to want to click on it, to want to be able to look at the in interesting episodes that we've put together. We've had a long relationship with BBC and they kind of know that we're good at designing and they're happy with the work that we've done before, obviously. So they kind of come to us and they say, just do whatever you want. We'll pass it back to our stakeholders. And if they're happy with it, we'll go forward. So Sam, who is the designer for this email, he won a Litmus Award for the design work that he's been doing as well. So they kind of trust his ideas of what the design could look like. And I am always, I'm always testing out new things and constantly sharing it with Sam and the other designers at Action Rocket. And then basically the two eventually line up. So in this case, we've kind of, we had the interactive accordion and some CSS animation, some checkboxes and stuff like that. Sam kind of knew all the things we could do. And then he kind of creates a design and he says, pretty sure we can do this, Jay, is that all right? And then that's how it goes. Um, and then we go back to the BBC and they're happy with it. So we, we start, start designing and building. It was really interesting to see like all the different kind of tools that you guys um, use within email in this email. I mean, there's custom web fonts, there's live text, there's interactive stuff. Do you have to really sell this to the client or are they just kind of, you know, letting you sort of run with what you guys want to do each time? The kind of live text, custom fonts, um, CSS animation are all things that we've kind of, we work with all of our clients to kind of push whatever is the latest kind of standard for email. So having live text and making it accessible as possible and not having image buttons and that kind of thing is something that we try and promote from the very beginning of ever starting with a client. So they're kind of on board with all of that part. The selling actually with BBC is not too difficult because they, they've seen the stuff we've done before and they kind of know what we can do. Whenever they do come to us with something and say, do whatever you want, they're expecting something completely different. If anything, it's a little bit harder for Sam and the designers to kind of constantly be coming up with these new new ideas. But yeah, like you said, there's the, the checkbox hack that they call it to kind of get the everything to interact together. Then the CSS animation to make the pulses move, the live text, live buttons, 
yeah, there's quite a lot of stuff in there when you think about it. We don't uh, background images. So how difficult was something like this background image? Because that is the one thing that I don't know if I can wrap my head around exactly. And I like the little attention to detail, I think, where, I don't know, there's maybe some transition effects or the images also have some background colors here. Yeah, there's a transition between the background images once you click on the, the accordion that's relevant for it. This one actually pushed us a little bit harder because usually when with the checkbox hack that they call it, that you try and keep everything kind of flowing together. So for example, with the volcanoes, if you click on the volcanoes, the next part in the code opens and then maybe something after that would animate. And with that means that we can use kind of the... We can keep the labels and the inputs in the right places so that it works on as many clients as possible. But with the background image, because that was first in the code, it meant that we had to move all of the inputs above everything else. So it wasn't kind of in line. And then everything that came after it got affected. So we hid the inputs at the very top. And then the, the label for the checkbox is on that accordion bar. Um, and then when you click on that, that then sets off a chain of reaction of, okay, change the background image and open that bar for the accordion. And yeah, they've all got like subtle, well, hopefully subtle transition effects and animations that kind of, so it slowly opens, slowly closes, slowly fades between background images and kind of bringing the user interface design animation basics that you can do on the web into email is the the whole idea yeah it felt really native especially on like a phone or something it felt you know really natural and i, I do think um those little attention to details the transitions does make the email feel a little bit better it, it's not like snapping as much as and i think that's some of the interactive stuff that i tend not to really go towards you know smoothing out those transitions makes it uh, feel a lot better and it reads a lot better you know, how long does something like this take to build? Like how much testing is involved? And obviously there's fallbacks involved. So does that become like a concern with the, the amount of timing that it, things like this take? Kind of. The, the team, obviously because we've been working with clients for a while, including the BBC, they kind of know that there's a bit of a lead time. And with these kind of projects, especially with the big nature programs that the BBC put out, they know kind of two, three months in advance before the episodes are going to go live and the launch date. So there's a huge amount of marketing that is happening behind the scenes before the episode becomes live. And we're kind of just one part of that. Basically, we get given the assets and Sam will create kind of two, three concept designs. Think about all the things that they've told us they want to be included. And then there's kind of a couple of two, three, four kind of back and forths between the designers to do things. And at every step when Sam's designing something, if he's unsure if we can actually do it, he'll kind of drop me a message or we'll have a quick meeting and discuss, oh, is this possible? Maybe we could do this instead. And the design for this one actually came about after we looked at, um, on we, were, we both watch things on Disney Plus and they had a Marvel screen where they had vertical lines with each movie on. So they had like the, the Thor movie or the Avengers movie. And then when you clicked on it, the line expanded. So that was kind of where the idea came from. Sam, rightly so, realized that it wasn't going to work on mobile because squeezing five really thin lines in on mobile and then trying to expand them all horizontally wasn't going to work. So changed it to this kind of more traditional accordion where it gets bigger. So there's kind of a process of trial and error and thinking about ideas and just throwing stuff at each other to kind of figure it out. Usually a couple of weeks, maybe three weeks on a big project to kind of get the design sorted. And all the way through that, I'm 
kind of part of the process as the developer to see what is possible. And in this case, we actually, because we wanted to make sure it was possible, I kind of made a quick proof of concept just by not adding any assets or loads of text or anything, literally just the bare bones. Can I open a carousel that, um, an accordion this way? Can the background image change? All those kind of little transition effects and CSS that we tried to play with. So I kind of had all that ready in my back pocket before they signed off the final design and said, yeah, go for it. And then the actual build itself kind of takes maybe two or three days because Sam's had all that time to work on the copy and they've maybe got a copywriter in or the images he's already put together for the design to be signed off. So really my step is the quickest one of a kind of two or three days of building. Testing wise, we use Litmus and email on Acid to make sure we cover as many different devices as possible. But obviously with interactive emails, you need to be able to click and do things. The devices tests on like Litmus and that could just give us a, is it interactive in the right place? Does everything look okay? Does it the fallback load correctly in all the right places? And does it look correct in all those places? And then I've got my MacBook, which I work on two PCs and six or seven mobile phones with as many different email clients on as possible. So the final, final check is uh, running them through all those live devices. And then another check on top of that is we give it to another coder um, on, on the team and they run through everything again. I double check it, triple check it with live devices, and then we send it to another coder and they do the check-in as well. So all together, the testing, and then if anything comes up, changing it is probably about a day's worth of work. So probably a week, four or five days working week kind of thing to start from the design being done to the build being completely finished and signed off. And then we send it to the team and then they have to implement it in their ESP. Inevitably, there's something comes up in that testing whether. Um, I think in this case, the footer itself, they were pulling in with um, some AMP scripts in Salesforce. And because the the width was slightly different to the width that we designed the email, we then had to just quickly change a few bits and pieces in that just to get it. Because it was kind of a standard footer that they use on everything for legal reasons. So that was just something that we had to kind of work with and fit around. So probably a month to six weeks is probably from getting assets to delivering the final full interactive build um, with all these parts in it. It's awesome that you can have that one-on-one communication with the designer throughout this process and work together with a team like that. I feel like some people end up just handing off emails or don't have that designer resource. So it's, you know, it's interesting to see, I guess, that how much time and effort actually goes into an email like this. Um, how do you sort of prove the ROI on an email like this that takes this long to make? So the the team at the BBC try and give us some feedback. They give us like what they think worked well um, in terms of data on was it worth doing interactive versus not interactive. Obviously, they have the, the anyone that got the static fallback version would be kind of the one group and then anyone that got the interactive version. And the, the way they tell the difference between that is by using different links on the fallback and the interactive. So if they get more clicks on one, they know it's that than the other one so they can kind of compare the difference and um, in this case the interactive one got more clicks so overall it kind of performed better obviously there wasn't like a control group that only got static and a control group that only got interactive they kind of can only work on the clicks but they have an audience breakdown that they know the kind of the, the people that are in the audience so they use the built-in information that's in salesforce and over the time of working with us we've probably used lots of different like return path, email on acid, litmus to kind of test out different newsletters and campaigns to see what the audience devices breakdown is. 
and they're confident that there's quite a large number that will get this fully interactive version on Apple Mail, iOS Mail, WebKit online, if they click to view online, and not as big an audience get the fallback. So that's the kind of data that we're working on. And I know that from this email itself, they had 34% of people that clicked through to iPlayer watched all five episodes. So that's quite a large amount of people that kind of got drawn in and then went to it. And I think there was quite a high percentage from their point of view, they want to get people to use iPlayer, which is their online video streaming service. So this email enticed more people than the other iPlayer emails to go on the website and sign in and use an account for the first time. So it's kind of always working to grow the audience. So those are the kind of KPIs that we get to back up using this kind of thing. Yeah, the, the BBC don't have a, a massive budget and they kind of save these interactive emails for the big hit programs that they really want to push and they really want to make a big deal out of maybe five or six a year or something. Looking at that actual content, that type of media, you know, felt really natural, honestly, like, you know, interacting here and then going on that landing page and seeing um, some of the, the same sort of content. So is there anything else that you might want to change if you had a, a little bit more time on this or? Oh, every single time I build something, it's, there's always like, oh, I want to change this or could I do that a little bit better? This one, the way the accordion is set up, it doesn't actually let you click on it to open it and then close it using the same button. It's just the, the problem with the way that the checkboxes work. You can click on one, but then you can't unclick it. The way that we coded it meant that so that we could have all of the background changes and the transitions and things meant that what, what I would need to do to be able to make that happen would be to copy that first bar with the header, the background image and the pulsing and have almost a double. So once you clicked on it to open, a different button would appear that you could click to close it, but in exactly the same place. Either we didn't have the time because they were about to launch it or um, the amount of Obviously, the more code we add, the heavier the email gets to load, even though the interactive version wouldn't show on Gmail, all of that code still is in the file and we want to try and keep it below that 100 kilobytes. So I'm always wary of adding more things if we don't have to. It's always a bit of a, a balancing act between what we can and can't do. And another thing that I always want to do, but is always difficult, is making it more accessible. One thing that we've been trying to work on more not necessarily of interactive emails, but for normal emails is being able to use the keyboard to navigate. In this case, the, it doesn't really work as well as I would have hoped it to using the keyboard to navigate. But apart from that, it's pretty much ticks all the boxes for like if you were to use it as a screen reader or visually, if there's any color blindness or different ways of visually seeing it, or if the images are turned off or things like that, all of those things, they look good enough, if not as good as possible with what's going on. So yeah, there's always little things, but nothing major that would have had a major impact, I don't think. Yeah, this one looked really clean and just poking around the code, I felt like it was pretty lightweight compared to some of the other interactive emails I've seen where they've added, you know, a lot more code and stuff like that. On the fallback side, is do you sort of build the fallback into this content or is it like a whole separate you know, piece of the email? In most cases, we try and make it so the interactive content is shared with the fallback. In this case, the BBC team weren't happy with having kind of all of the accordions open in that format that they were in and making a really long email. So in the end, we went with a, a different fallback design to the interactive design and we couldn't share the resources as much as we would have hoped like you said we made sure that everything was as light as possible in the code anyway so adding 
effectively adding all the content again didn't actually add wasn't like doubling the whole weight of the email. So are there any, I guess, resources that you might have for people that might be interested in getting into interactive emails? So I started by literally inspecting as many different interactive emails as I could and finding the code um, and just cutting everything back to the bare minimum. I guess the, the really good emails database with all those interactive emails where you've got the view live code go in there strip it back to just the CSS and just the interactive bit and then keep taking it back until there's literally just the bit that does the movement and that kind of starts your process off. Fresh Inbox, that website and the tools that they put together, um, Justin Koo put that together, all of the resources on there are really good and Mark Robbins' good email code website has got some stuff on it and he's done a lot of interactive things so kind of following what Mark's working on is a, a good resource. I've written a number of blogs on the Email on Acid blog and Campaign Monitor and on Action Rocket's own blog, which is called Email Design Review. They all have breakdowns of loads of different parts of the interactivity, whether it's an accordion or hotspots or a live search bar or anything like that. They're all kind of in there. And then also the basic elements uh, like a really comprehensive guide on CSS animation for Campaign Monitor. So breakdown every single part from how you declare the animation to how to work out a cubic bezier if you want to change it and uh, kind of top level so you can get started, but then also drill down into every single element so you can really see exactly what this is doing. I think I went away and looked at the web and tried to find tutorials on CSS animation, CSSR, um, any HTML attributes that are, are not as used as much and kind of learn as much as possible from the web and then try to get stuff in the web to work in email. And if you're working on emails that you only want to work in WebKit, Apple Mail, iOS, or if someone wants to view in the browser, then you've got quite a big range of things from CSS transitions, animations, transforms, basically anything of CSS wise pretty much works in Apple Mail. So you've got the whole web at your fingertips to kind of learn that stuff. I joined the Email Geek Slack group before I actually got a job at Action Rocket, the first developer job I got in email, and learned a lot from that Email Geek Slack group um, and got my job through that as well. So kind of anyone getting into it, kind of maybe go there and ask as many questions as you can. Do you think interactive is still the way to go or is, is it worth to explore some of uh, the AMP stuff or how do you sort of maybe see how that stuff working together uh, in like the next couple of years? Everything that is out there should only ever be used if you've got the perfect use case for it. So even though we could do this all the time for every email and there's hundreds of thousands of things that we could do and new things like AMP or parallax scrolling or all these kind of things, they're all tools that we've kind of gathered together, but it's the use case kind of, if, if there's a specific use for it, then go for it, but don't just use the interactiveness uh, just to like to hopefully build up your emails or get a better return on investment. I think Elliot mentions it a lot where he's like, um, if your content's rubbish, making it interactive is not going to make people want to click on it more. Have good content, have a good subscriber base, have a good list, and then do the interactive stuff once you've kind of done all those other things. It's like the icing on the cake to kind of get that a little bit extra out of it. Personally, because I every single day work on these interactive emails, I think it happens a lot, but then I talk to loads of other 
email geeks and email marketers, and they're not even thinking about interactive. They've got data they're working on or personalization or hundreds of other things. So I think it's growing. And in all of the reports that come out online of like the email industry and how it's changing, they seem to say that interactive email is a growing thing. And with AMP now being supported by more email service providers and more email clients at Action Rocket, we're getting more interest in creating AMP emails. So I can only imagine that more people want AMP emails. But yeah, I know that I have a very kind of tunnel vision view with because all I do is interactive stuff and everyone talks to me about interactive stuff. I think it's a big part, but yeah, I know it's not a massive industry-wide thing. If you're not sending interactive emails, that's not a problem. There's loads of other stuff that is definitely worth your time and put an investment in and working on and working towards and then working on interactive email afterwards. Thanks so much for taking the time today. I really enjoyed looking at this email and uh, hopefully we get to see some more action rocket emails in the wild. Yeah, there's lots of stuff out there. And if you look on like our social channels, there's probably uh, they share when we do work on things like this. And I would encourage anyone that wants to learn to look at the view online link, grab the code, pick at it. And then if you want to understand more, then just fire some questions to me on the Email Geek Slack channel and I will try and help as much as possible. We want more and more people to do these kind of emails if they want to. Great. Thanks so much. Cheers. See ya.